You're listening to Fascinating Women with Mark Laurie. And now, Mark Laurie. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Laurie here from fascinatingwomen.ca. It's delightful to have you here. Uh, today, normally, you would find me behind a camera with beautiful women in front of me, and I record their photographs to tell their story that way. But every now and then, I get these really interesting people, fascinating, if you will. And today is no exception. Today, I've got Kanisha May in. It's a name she's going by these days. Not to suggest that she goes by other names when she shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she has a, a range of things she can talk about, and I think you're going to find this one kind of interesting. So welcome, Kanisha. Thank you, Mark. Beautiful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have a good introduction. That's always that's always nice. So are you... I, as I'm, you can't see her, of course, because I don't have the video on here, but she's got this pile of, of scrunchy kind of hair and you know, two toes on her shoulders. So are you a native from Canada? Or do you come from elsewhere? Um, no, I'm from uh, B.C., mm-hmm. born and raised, Vancouver Island, Nanaimo. <laughs> I took that for granted. I miss B.C. all the time. Yeah. I'm so as far as, I yeah. need the water. <laughs> so as far as Calgary's concerned, you're from another land? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Aquarian, too. That's, oh, are uh, you? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, cool, a cool sign. Yeah. A big worldly view sign. Yes. Yeah, big picture kind of stuff for it. Um, so anything happened? in Because you, you're dealing with you're a nurse now as you're sort of staying. You're not in the medical profession in a hospital kind of stuff, but you're finding your own little kind of way for it. What from your childhood got you on this path? Oh, going back to my childhood. Yeah, you're so young. Um. It's not that far. <laughs> um, yeah, from from right when I was little, my mom has always said I just enjoyed mm-hmm. helping people. I just that always made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to to give back. Um, from you know, but being a candy striper, like back in the, I do that. I don't even know if they still do that. They anymore. do. Oh, do they? Still, we, okay, did, we had yeah. a girl in recently that that's what what she did. Yeah, a, I don't. I don't know if they're the pink and white stripes. <laughs> yeah. So I, w- I was that girl, um, you know, in elementary mm-hmm. school, and I, even before I was allowed to volunteer, I was underage or really? like, I wasn't didn't meet the age requirements. Oh but, wow. But um, yeah, just that girl, like you know, even bringing my cat into the the long term care center. For, mm-hmm. for the, remember this lady needed, um, she had those fake cats everywhere that looked like real cats and I ended up um, talking to the manager, like this was when I was so young and brought my cat in, my cat ended up getting lost in the hospital and it became a thing and I think they probably didn't allow pets in after that, you know, I tried. <laughs> Changing the world. Yeah, yeah. always trying, that's all that matters, that's all I always say. So did your, were your parents instrumental in becoming uh, uh, a helper? Well, I never, I didn't grow up with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always absent. And my mom was sort of absent too, raising me mm-hmm. and my sisters. She's a single mom, right. working full time. So, yeah, I, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> now, are you the oldest, youngest only? Oldest. Oldest yeah. child. How many do you have? I have a younger sister. She's mm-hmm. five years younger than me. Right. Yeah. So you always have the nerd to nurture her and help her? Yeah. 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 So, how does. Being a um, uh, single mom family kind of thing affect how you see the world? Um, that's a good question. That changes pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I just have so much respect for single moms. Mm-hmm. I you know I didn't uh, realize the the strength it takes to do that on mm-hmm. your own. And and for me, it's just it's just recent. My mm-hmm. divorce is just of last year. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I couldn't, I can't even imagine just even from the very start raising my girls on my own with, with no support. So, <laughs> and it's just, and I will get into this later, but I'm just so grateful be a, to be a part of this community mm -hmm. because without everybody involved, I don't even know where I'd be right now. Um, it's, it's been tough, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's, I've learned so much and I continue to grow every day <laughs> and I would not change any decision that I've made. I am right where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that answered your question. It, it <laughs> pretty much did. So you, the, I guess the, the, the core question was that when you're, you've got children who are born from, from both parents, I, like my background, I've, I almost grew up on Marble Street. I had two parents, and it was anybody in the neighborhood became a parent. Like if, I, if somebody in the neighborhood caught you doing something, they yeah. said, oh, that's bad. Uh, you're grounded for three nights. And they'd simply tell my mom, oh, he was doing something bad. We ground him for three months. Right. They'd say, oh, that's, right. that's a punishment then. It's yeah. like, really? Because... <laughs> it's a neighbor. It's not yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is did you did you see the world differently? Like when you're like you, you not having a father there. Is there things that you go, oh, other kids had those things, and my superpower because I didn't have that is this. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, because you had been with a with a five year with a sister younger than you, that mm -hmm. much younger, yeah. I'm the oldest also. Yeah. Um, you would have probably done some parenting things, like you'd be the babysitter and you'd be the. Yeah, not just even looking back now, mm -hmm. I um, because my sister had a different dad than mm -hmm. me, um, so I just. I'm just, I think I've blocked a lot of it out mm -hmm. now that you're bringing it up here, Mark. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't really have to, I, didn't, I don't feel like I really had to raise her because mm -hmm. she had, I was sort of like the black sheep when my, uh, when my sister was mm -hmm. born. Um, yeah, my mom was away working and mm -hmm. her dad just favored her mm -hmm. and I grew up always feeling like not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, there was points that I was not even allowed in the house. Um, really? For a long portion, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, well, I was having know. this conversation with my mom a uh, mm -hmm. little while ago, and I was like, she didn't even didn't even know it was happened. It happened. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's always hard to believe looking back, even probably for the parent, because you, you I remember you know, not quite the same thing, but my the, the the feeling of mom's failed was my my sister had eyeglasses. She had bad vision and nobody really knew. Right. And so mom got the glasses fixed and it was just like a thing. Yeah. And they're driving home and, and Jackie suddenly goes, there's letters on those signs. <laughs> and, and mom's like, oh my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole world, she had had yeah. no idea. And, so, yeah. and so I imagine that, you know, something is traumatic because you weren't allowed, like if we weren't allowed in the house, where'd you go? I was at the park all day. Yeah. Yeah. Like back in the day, I'm sick. I'm so old. I'm 35. You're 35. Um. So you are literally almost half my age. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're so old. <laughs> I can't remember when I was no, that age. Kids. Remember when gas was? Yeah. You know, I, I remember being at the park. Um, they had park days. Mm -hmm. um, so it was during the summer and at, from eight till four. Mm -hmm. It was like that was the childcare, I guess. Right. And because my sister is five years younger. Right. I just, there was such an age gap mm -hmm. and yeah. with her dad being so involved and yeah, it was really, 
a lot of the attention and focus was on her, and then mm -hmm. I was just sort of always left to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So I never really felt that I specifically was nurturing her until probably about high school was actually mm -hmm. the reason why I came out to Alberta. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of family stuff going on, mm -hmm. and my mission was to get out to Alberta, mm -hmm. become a medic, make lots of money so I could support me and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a, 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 yeah. like a synopsis for a, for a movie. It's a love story. <laughs> Girls are going to find out, and then there's going to be some villains somehow, and they'll take them away, and they'll travel the world, and they'll all survive. Yeah. Everybody wants to have an adventure, but we want to know that we survive it without being maimed and dying. I can <laughs> read these books. Yeah, I want to be like the hero. Except for the part where the sidekick dies. I don't want to be the sidekick. Yeah, That's yeah, a bad thing that, to be. I'm not that character. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of upbringing, did that give you a focus, um, uh, individuality, I guess? I think so. I think just my mom, with her working so much, I just knew mm -hmm. from a really young age that I had to be independent, and I was I had to find my way on my mm -hmm. own, and I had to have a, a career or whatever my future was going to be. Mm -hmm. It was not to be relying on anybody else, because mm -hmm. I felt probably at a young age I couldn't depend on anybody. Mm -hmm. So, so you mentioned earlier, become a medic, make lots of money. Was Fam making money a, a drive thing, like a, a part that became um, a necessity in your mind? Yeah, I definitely at mm -hmm. that time. Like I moved out when mm -hmm. I was, I came out to Alberta when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I left home really early, like at 16. Mm -hmm. Me and my mom just did not get along. <laughs> and the men that she was with, I just mm -hmm. felt like they, they and she has admitted it too, mm -hmm. which has helped me with my healing. Because mm -hmm. for me, when I had my girls, it's like mm -hmm. they'd always come first. Like I mm -hmm. don't ever want them to feel that I'm choosing anybody else over them. And because mm -hmm. just because I felt that way growing up, mm -hmm. and so yeah. I've seen them. They are the adorable things, but they Thank things you. that's not correct. They're Thank adorable you. creatures, <laughs> but they are thing one and thing two. Yeah, they look like twins. <laughs> they, they, especially when you, you arrived, uh, paint a picture for our audience. They arrived, and the, the three of them look like they're off of a movie set, looking identical. It's like if, and of course, well, we were wearing our matching dresses. That's right. That day. So the whole yeah. the whole process. But they yeah. were very. Uh, we we're going some. There was a big group thing that was kind of happening, and different different uh, processes going on, and they were determined to be part of it and yeah. have their say. And then yeah. when they got to have their say they're almost surprised that they got to have their say they, yeah. they were just adorable but they, <laughs> they were fearless I thought is, yeah. is how my impression of them yeah. and and I firmly believe that when you get fearless children it's because you got a fearless parent mm -hmm. or, oh that's exactly what parents. I'm trying to teach them yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> appreciate that yeah I, I think you've done a, a reasonably good job with that so far a good start thank for you it. it's one yes, it, yeah, precious things to lot. give <laughs> so you're going through a, a journey a, a survival journey or a uh, uh, connecting, putting your past together pieces? How would you describe God, your journey? Yeah, there's so many journeys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> like you were just talking about earlier, like just really just mm -hmm. trying to figure myself out. Like mm -hmm. I've grown up with these set, you know, I, I'm going to just say in, inside the box. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I... You know, I need to make money because I need to support myself and support mm -hmm. my family. And then you mm -hmm. get married, and then you get kids, and then you, you know, you have mm -hmm. the the dream house and all these things laid out. And uh, as it's happening, and the pandemic is great for a lot of realizations. <laughs> but it was just in the height of it, and it was like I don't. This doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. Like the fancy cars and and you know the big home and mm -hmm. and all those. That those aren't my true values, mm -hmm. and what is most meaningful to mm -hmm. me is the connections that I'm having with people, mm -hmm. and that was getting lost in in our family. And I, I tried for a couple years mm -hmm. to to do my best to 
to make that work, but it just it wasn't working. And mm -hmm. just even last year, just coming out of it, I'm just. I'm like, how many people are happy, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm really happy. <laughs> I can so relate. I wake, every morning I wake up like, this is going to be a cool day. Yeah. Like, I, I just, um, yeah. and I'm, I've been lucky, I'm, <laughs> I'm almost at double your age, but it's, what I do, I love so deeply, and I, I've organized my life in a way that I get the uh, most amazing people intersected, mm -hmm. and that's you know the course of this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is um, that's 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 a very wealth when when you are yeah. centered. And then once I believe once you're happy with yourself, I mean you're still there's always changes, always evolution. Mm -hmm. um, then it's easier to bring happiness and success to other people. Yes. You know, you, yeah. If you don't love yourself first, we still got things always overcome, but it's interesting I'm still working that, on that, loving myself. Yeah. I can love everybody unconditionally, and I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, that's where they fall, is like they can't, they're not loving themselves unconditionally, because mm -hmm. that's that's the hardest yeah. part. It, it is challenging, but it's, I've found from the work that I've done, that until you love yourself unconditionally, the love you give other people um, is in some ways a sacrificial love, because mm -hmm. it's easy to um, overgive, and, and burn yourself out. Yes, I um, experienced that. Yeah. Last, last and <laughs> it's, uh, there's a lot of that kind of kicks in. There's a whole bunch, I believe, where you are, um, you feel it sometimes like it's a false front because you you don't love yourself and then you're telling everybody else that you know self-love and do all these kind of things yeah. and you're not quite yeah. walking your walk exactly that's exactly <laughs> it i'm like you can do anything and any and then and then i'm like okay i don't even believe in that for myself so how can i be telling somebody else that like so mm -hmm. exactly yeah <laughs> yeah it kicks in there's a trick one person told me that the uh this is the first time i've heard that because you've, you've probably heard the uh it's called the it's when you the, not the faker syndrome the um Oh, that phrase, I hate that when a word disappears in my mind. Uh, it's where you just, you, you, you feel like you're conning or something. It's, ow. Like the fake it till you make it? No, it's the, the, it's where you feel like you're a fraud. And there's a phrase for it. Oh, imposter, imposter syndrome? syndrome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said when most people tend to feel they're in the middle of an imposter syndrome, it's because they're moving out. They're going through change. You're going outside of your own boundary, and so you notice it because you haven't quite transitioned to a comfort zone. Yeah. And so as you're moving into this new comfort zone, you feel like you're a fraud because you haven't quite finished the transition. Yeah. If you don't quite believe in yourself yet. Yeah. And that's the that's the change that kind of happens. Yeah. And that's why photography comes in because we're able to show you your beauty inside and out when we do our stuff. Yeah. It makes a massive difference. Yeah. I need to see the beauty <laughs> in myself for sure, and I would like to help others and be a part of, mm -hmm. of that too. So, that yeah. process. Yeah. That is cool. So what was the turning point in your life when things that when you left home? Is that when you hit Calgary? Is that when you had your kids? When was a, a big, you look back on, a, on the landscape and say, okay, there's one, there's one of those big mileposts that say something important happened here. Um, yeah, going back to when I when I left high school mm -hmm. or when I was in high school, sorry, I left home at 16. Mm-hmm. I moved in with my high school boyfriend. That's, right. That was a huge thing. Um, then moving to a different province at 18. Mm -hmm. um, that was big. Um, going up as a medic in high level, out in Assumption, like mm -hmm. the last place uh, mm -hmm. an 18 year old girl should be really um, on her own. <laughs> um, so yeah, just a lot, a lot of mm -hmm. change there and growth, and and then 
probably just going through the divorce right now, mm-hmm. um, mixed in with the everything in the past two years. Is you know, I, I was a wife. I'm no longer that. Um, you know, I was a, a stepmom. Um, you know, my my stepdaughter. She went back to her biological mom in mm-hmm. um, last year. So that's been tough mm-hmm. on our and the family for sure. Um, losing my job as, as a nurse mm-hmm. and not not that I'm not I'm always going to be a nurse but that took me a long time to realize that I'm always relying on other people to tell me who I am and what my mm-hmm. title is and now mm-hmm. I'm stepping into a place of this uncertainty and I'm like who am I? I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Somebody but give me a title quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then here I'm where I, 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 I hate labels so at yeah. the same time I'm, I, I designed the shirt mm-hmm. that says less labels more acceptance mm-hmm. but then now I'm waiting on people I'm like well what, what am I? And, and now I realize it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I'm just I'm just free to just mm-hmm. be whatever I decide when I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning. Labels are tricky things. Um, I've, I'm not a fan of labels either uh, with them, but I, I find that labels, people want to be labeled. Like it's like I can, um, I'm looking for my tribe, for example. That's one of the labels I can go for and so on. But I also believe labels are a form of control. Mm-hmm. Like once you, once you, you know, marketers decide, okay, so now that we know what you are. Um, yeah. And they start kind of funny. I mean, way back in the day, with uh, one time department stores were just that's the adult section and that's the kid section. Yeah. And if you're and there was dresses and pants and you know, the kid yeah. decided one wear a dress and it was a boy that they didn't know yeah. they didn't care back then. Yeah. And it was and there was not a big range of fabrics and so on. And then somebody decide well if we divide them up and we can you know market them specifically and we can charge I, one of the things I find so amazing is women get charged more money for the same thing like razors and stuff and I just, yeah. I just like it's the same device like yeah. it's 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 plastic it's the blade it's not special like oh yeah. you're for women so we've done special stuff for you we've made it yeah. whatever it's just yeah. the Venus has more moisture <laughs> <laughs> and then to the men yeah. you want to buy this you look goofy yeah. but simple things like for example I think w- boys are classified as blue and women are pink. Girls, mm-hmm. the girls pink. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, the boy color was pink because it was designed as passion. Mm-hmm. And blue is for women because it was soft and mellow. That was the original thing. But when the department stuff, come, stuff came along and they were making signs up, the marketing guy of the headliner one messed up. He got the signs mixed up. And they didn't bother changing it. So in that one marketing moment, the colors got switched. Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a name. That makes someplace. sense. That makes absolute sense. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. So you look at it and go, so, so yeah. that whole thing, like there's a reason the boys are blue. Yes, because back in the day they were calm and clean, and, and now they're, it's just, a, it's just a funny process. The yeah. other thing that's funny with marketing was the uh, uh, it was uh, CIA, and this guy came up with the idea, if we track people's buying habits, we could know, we could define them, and we could then, we could then decide, we could determine if they're spies or something the head of the CIA at the time goes that's horrible who would we would not do that we're gentlemen and so (laughs) so he left the CIA and then started the marketing company it was this is way back when so he's doing something that back then the CIA wouldn't touch because it was too evil yeah yeah so it kind of goes into it what's the best advice you've received um um just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. the most re- recent one, because that's mm-hmm. what I wake up to now. Because okay. I, I literally wasn't even sleeping because mm-hmm. you know your mind just won't shut off, mm-hmm. and now I'm just like just trust, mm-hmm. just trust in the universe, just stop trying. Going yeah. back to the control, I can't. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't controlled anything, and everything has just been working for me. So I'm just going to go with just trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's something you've learned. What it, has someone given you advice at some point? Um, I don't know. I can't think of that mm -hmm. right now. Sorry. Okay. If it comes back to you, just interrupt okay. and say, it's come to okay. me. Yeah. Way you, yeah. Way you kind of work. Yeah. So do you have a slogan besides this trust that you've, like a, a famous quote that you follow yourself by? Um... Well, my favorite one just mm -hmm. for me is, that's helped me mm -hmm. in my life, is just to allow love and strength to conquer the weight of your past. That's that my tattoo. Good. That's your tattoo. Yeah. Do you know who made the quote? Me. You made the quote up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your I own quote is your own me. quote. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got quotes from Gandhi and all, yeah. and all these famous people all over And they the weren't place, good enough for you. Gandhi, I, yeah, famous just, people. No, you guys just aren't <laughs> expressive enough. You... You are not good enough. Your your quoting is inadequate. I've yeah. got one that's better. <laughs> this one works for me. A little bit self-centered. Just to help me with my daily daily life struggles. Yeah. So, yeah. so your belief is the world, the universe rotates around you. That I gather from <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, just the weight of your past is, mm -hmm. you know, so much trauma and, and all the challenges, everybody, and it just gets piling mm -hmm. and piling. And if you don't let that go or if you don't if you don't heal yourself, then that weight just, it sucks you in. And mm -hmm. then you get to a place where, you know, where maybe, for me anyways, mm -hmm. where I just didn't feel like life was worth living. Mm -hmm. And then you, you just, you let go and you just believe that you have to have that strength and just to love mm -hmm. and... And that just conquers everything. So you said life wasn't worth living. How deep did that go for you? Um, there's been a few times mm -hmm. um, when I was like when I had moved out there mm -hmm. at 16. I had um, I took a bunch of pills, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if it was more of a tension thing back then, mm -hmm. trying to you know express that I wasn't feeling loved or wanted. But I just remember feeling like I just didn't want to be around anymore the pain mm -hmm. was just too too much and I just wanted to give up mm -hmm. and yeah same thing last last winter mm -hmm. I was feeling the same thing going through the burning out through mm -hmm. all life's challenges and yeah and again I go back to just one person just needs to show me some love and it just brings you brought me back mm -hmm. and I hold on to that like a lifeline thing and it pulls mm -hmm. you out. I don't think people understand how a good word, a kind gesture that is a throwaway for them can mean so much to the person that gets it. Is that yes. kind of what happened with you? That just Yes, and that's what I tell everybody, um, a part of our community. It's mm -hmm. everybody has value. Everybody has something to offer. Whether yeah. it's just an ear to listen or a hug, mm -hmm. and at the end, that's all I needed that mm -hmm. day. And like I have so many like, little examples just, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a, I've had that happen a lot. I, one guy, he dealt with uh, kids at risk. That was his whole thing. And he would talk about music where they'd, they'd come, the person was solo, they're just about to, to walk away, and this one song would be playing, and they would listen to this song for like an hour to get through their moment, and then they would, would kind of come through. So yeah. It's a, yeah, everybody's it's a, different. Every, yeah. you don't, you, at the end of the day, you don't know what somebody needs. And, yeah. yeah, or what they're, what they're walking through. I, yeah. It it's, it's, takes... A, a constant reminder when someone is being 
evil to you, if you will. You know, like uh, anything from a, a, a store clerk um, to a neighbor, anybody that's just, mm-hmm. you know, seems snarky and sharp. And, yeah. and you think, oh, my God. And then I, my constant reminder is you have no idea what yeah. they're you know what yeah. they're in the middle of right now yeah. and and so sometimes your role is to be the person gets tongue lashed so that person can kind of get something off their chest and then move yeah. on and, and once you recognize that what they're doing is not anything to do with you yeah i think it's easier to kind of absorb yeah. it and say well you seem to have needed that so here yeah. i am yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah what do you see your future challenges are the stuff that you've got yet to face Oh, so many um, <laughs> future challenges. Um, I, even every day, I feel like it's it's a struggle to to stay to stay strong and mm-hmm. to stay hopeful. So you know, becoming um, I don't like to say I'm becoming an entrepreneur, but just be able to support myself for me and my children mm-hmm. to be able to do that mm-hmm. um, in in losing. Um, the title of being a, I decided not to register this mm-hmm. year actually so just a, trying to find my way as a nurse mm-hmm. and, and as a person who wants to help mm-hmm. and, and what does that look like which and you're showing me like there's so many possibilities <laughs> there's just op- endless opportunities so <laughs> there is it's um, it, it, there's such a and I'll, I'll talk later with some of the connections we've got that can kind of plug into it there's there's so much um, knowledge so much opportunity and, and entrepreneur is a headspace um, um, I hit mine when I was probably 16. My dad was working math, and he, I go, what's that? He says, oh, I'm figuring out what he was on a wage. He said, I figure out what I'm going to be making in you know, 15 years from now. I'm like, you can do that? He says, yeah. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> he says, well, it's a big number mark. I said, yeah, but that's all you can make now. Like, you... You know today what your sins can be, and how how could you live with that? Like I was just horrified looking back. That was my entrepreneur moment. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that was just like, you no. Know, and so you take the risk because I yeah. you know, a lot of stuff. There's times when I look back, go, huh, that McDonald's job would pays more than my photography job right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what's something you failed at that you that you then became a learning lesson for you? Um, I think. Um can I relate that back to myself? Yeah, yeah. Of just again going back to that, just loving myself mm-hmm. and doing my self care. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a tendency to neglect myself, so mm-hmm. if that's considered a, a failure in a way, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that's something I'm just constantly mm-hmm. knowing that's there mm-hmm. that I can just keep yeah. working on. Yeah. So I'm just going to recap this for a little bit. So you're a person who has come close to the dark side, if you will, and mm-hmm. you and you've been. In, acquiring skills to to self-love through that mm-hmm. what are those when you when you turn that point what what does your self-love look like that pulls you through stuff um self-love or self-care maybe self-care. that's a better term let's go yeah, self-care care well and that, that would be it just mm-hmm. loving myself mm-hmm. like i like we we're talking about with the photography i i can't even look in the mirror you, everybody is and i'm just so blessed mm-hmm. to everybody's mm-hmm. appreciates the beauty but i don't see that and yeah. i'm t- trying to i've been telling well, you i, I want to see the beauty yeah. that you see so, you yeah. know and i can see your concerns i look at you right now she's she's really pretty as i look right now you know the earlobe's not not even i can spot that out there's a, there's a, you've got freckles and there's so many <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things that are that are challenging, but with the, but the point of that is is that going back to you don't know, where people are at is you'll see 
beautiful people, and we get them in the studio that have got all sorts of image struggles. Mm-hmm. And you think, and you, and you look at their at the veneer of their life because you don't see what's deep inside. And you think, oh my God, how do you have the right to complain? Yeah, you know. And then I'll someone come in that has got every disadvantage in the world is at their doorstep. Um, they are they. They're far from pretty by normal standards, but I still find yeah. beauty in them. Yeah. And they're just happy as a duck, and they think they look perfect. And we had two girls that come one time, they were friends, and, and the, the one that was short and a little bit dumpy is how she phrased herself, so I'm okay <laughs> with it. Um, she goes home with a guy every night, and the girl who is this beautiful girl, um, she always doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> she says, I don't know how that works. I look sexier. She gets the guys. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, who inspires you? Um, oh my goodness. I used to have, like, you know, I loved Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. and Oprah, all these things. <laughs> and then now who inspires me are just the, like, people like you. Mm-hmm. Like, people that I'm meeting that are mm-hmm. coming into the community mm-hmm. and I'm just just speechless with Mm -hmm. the the people that are just genuinely authentically Mm -hmm. helping other people Mm -hmm. and just providing such a a service that is invaluable and those are those who those people Mm -hmm. inspire me do you think there's a shift in the world that having the 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 individual spot people like you, you know, the heroes, the ones, Oh, everyone wants to be like that person. And that's shifting down to the everyday hero. Is that, do you think that's something that's happened? Is there still uh, overwhelming sense of, of heroes out there that people still go to, but don't see their fellow man that way. Yeah. That's a, that's funny. Cause like, even like as a nurse, like on the front line, mm-hmm. like we were the yeah. heroes, right. Yeah. To then, because decisions I made not mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. um, jabbed out, I, all of a sudden I was being called a murderer like instantly so it, it's it, I, yeah for for me for mm-hmm. a hero is just somebody that has has courage mm-hmm. to to stick to their own values and you know that again helping mm-hmm. other people and those are the people I look I look to mm-hmm. and I feel like it has to be the people I, I know like mm-hmm. it's it's nice to idolize and think of all these people out there but like I just for me and where mm-hmm. I'm at it's mm-hmm. I'm just so I need to be in the present and surrounded by what is making me be my best self. Mm-hmm. So you are like a hero to me. <laughs> Even the lady that did the website, I'm like, she's my miracle worker. Like, I call her a miracle. I think she made her company miracle work. <laughs> <laughs> what a phrase. Yeah. I just, I just, I do love it. I do. So what personality trait do you wish you had? The confidence. The confidence? Yeah, just to yeah. be like give myself that unconditional love to see mm-hmm. that beauty that everybody else sees mm-hmm. like I'm just so hard on myself I and I and I know I have a lot of inner work to do because mm-hmm. like I know that's stemming from my childhood of not feeling worthy mm-hmm. so it's like right. a, a self-punishment or something mm-hmm. but um yeah so how so you've grown up not feeling worthy did you have moments when you do feel worthy um yeah, through through this, like, and and the feedback that mm-hmm. I get from people who mm-hmm. just love being around me, and mm-hmm. you know, in that kind of exchange, I, I feel mm-hmm. my worth when I'm able to give something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how do you impart? Because you are going back, you're a single mom again. How do you impart that sense of worthiness to your children? How do you pass that down and nurture it? How do I pass down? Feeling that they, 
that they you embed them with their feeling of worth, worth worthiness. Yeah, and then, and this is too is that is something that I'm working on is to for them to for them to always feel that unconditional love will allow them to feel to feel worthy. Because mm-hmm. I'm already seeing that with them. They always want to make sure like is this okay? Is this okay? And you know, always trying to get that validation. And like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter what you do, or, or mm-hmm. I'll always love you. Mm-hmm. And just so that they know that. Because I, I feel like a lot of my trauma is from not not feeling that or knowing that. Mm-hmm. It's it's important to understand that somebody loves you unconditionally. I think yeah. that there's at least one person out there that that would do anything for you, mm-hmm. and and that that you live up to them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah, I'm uh, I'm always impressed with good parents mm-hmm. where the, the the kids. I've, do you read to your kids? Yes. See, that's, yeah. a, that's a I hallmark. know it's nice. Now they can read to me. They're starting to read to me. <laughs> that is so cool. I found that's been a hallmark, and it's not always 100% true, but all my clients that come through that I that I listen to how they deal with their kids and how they interact with them, and, and I'm looking at the kids going, you're going to be a really good grown-up when you grow up. Like, you're an interesting yeah. individual at five. Yeah. They all read. Yeah. They all read. And yeah. it's, um, it's an interesting it's an interesting process. What resources have really helped you with your journey that, that someone could also turn to? What resources? Yeah. Um, s- courses you've taken that are were of value, um, books that you've read, um, help that you've been given, insights you've been, that have shared with you. Mostly from probably Gilligan's Island, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, man. Um... I can't think about anything off mm-hmm. the top of my head, you know. Like, and it's, I think back to nursing. Like mm-hmm. that's that's that was a lot of value. Yeah. But then, like, I'm just you're asking all these these good questions, but I'm just such in a place of uncertainty. <laughs> like, I just feel like I'm so like I don't know anything right now. I feel I was just telling um, <laughs> somebody yesterday. I'm like, my whole life's been a lie. I don't know what, what's going on anymore. But you know, like going back to the nursing, like that. That's that was great but at the same time I'm realizing there was so much that was missed there Mm -hmm. like you know you briefly touch on mental health and now I'm finding that is a big component Mm -hmm. like it starts there right so why isn't that more of a focus and then I'm meeting people that are teaching me about the holistic and the spirituality Mm -hmm. and these are just areas that I've never had an opportunity to to have time to look into and Mm -hmm. now that I have I just finally for the first time feel like a passion like I'm resonating Mm -hmm. in an area that I'm like I want to be doing all these things you know all the light therapy the ozone therapy the the dark like the microscopy mm-hmm. like actual things that are going to be helping people um so going back to the, your question there i just feel like i'm just so at a loss mm-hmm. of trying to understand like even going back to the mm-hmm. idol like i loved all these people but mm-hmm. then at the same time it's like i don't know you know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who's controlling them like it's like I just feel like there's so many puppets out there now like I don't yeah <laughs> that makes any sense it does it does don't do it um, so what are you curious about when you step away from the mayhem you're in and you look for something that is completely unrelated to all the stuff you're doing what do you find curious really just curious about what the future is going to mm-hmm. unfold. Like, I can't, I'm excited about mm-hmm. the future. I'm very curious to see, yeah, what that looks like. What's your belief the future will hold? 
Is it a, a bright, shiny future? Is it a... I know I'm going to be a part of a bright, shiny future. <laughs> okay. I'm going to just, yeah, <laughs> manifest that. <laughs> For me, my children, mm -hmm. and the community, and yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a belief I have with... Uh, with parents is that I, I remember my mom told us one time, she says, if you have any doubt of what the future is going to be like, go to high school graduation because there's nothing but a sense of future for the kids. Yeah. But I believe that every parent that brings a child, you don't, you don't bring a child into this universe, this world, unless you believe there's going to be a future for them. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to help shape the future as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the very fact that child comes along seems to be a statement that I believe in the future. That yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. Yeah. What kind of things do you think will exist in the future? Oh, that's a good one. Like what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I'm a Star Trek person. I'm, I'm <laughs> a shiny. I'm a shiny person. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, yeah. Gene Roddenberry's view of the of the future is full of candy cane and and whipped cream is my. <laughs> that <laughs> like, sounds beautiful. <laughs> Unicorns. <laughs> uh, Pegasus throwing in. <laughs> I would like that. Um. Yeah, I think just. Um, I just, for me, I see a space that mm -hmm. is going to be safe and mm -hmm. just authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm already experiencing in that now, and mm -hmm. I see it growing every day, and that is what I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. You've hit on a, a thing that I remember discovering years ago, the concept of a, of a tribe. Um, you find like-minded people. Like with my business, I've organized in such a way that I tend to attract a certain um, type of woman that comes in, right. and she's kind of like my tribe. And so I look at in terms of like, okay, I got to spend 10 hours with you by the time everything's done. Am I going to enjoy those 10 hours? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big you know, commitment. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, so I, I tend to gather people that I just, again, find kind of fascinating, kind of yeah. cool. And, yeah. and so I take it from there. And the law of attraction. And again, that's something new too. I'm just learning. And it's like, yeah, as soon mm -hmm. as you, like whatever you're putting out, you're, mm -hmm. you're going to receive. And that's yeah. like a big thing too, yeah. with just trusting and mm -hmm. yeah, just receive, just be open to receive. And you don't yeah. know what's going to come through your door. There's a guy named John Kehoe, and he was uh, literally one of the fathers of, of mind power. And he went away, this is probably way back in the, oh God, 60s, 70s kind of stuff. And uh, he, I check out his, like I went about his, his particular course, and it's it's really wild. He's got ways to control the mind. So the, the, he perceives the mind, he's just looking at it as, as a monkey. Mm -hmm. And it, it really doesn't want to be disciplined, it wants to do its, its own thing. Yeah. And so as you go forward, you want to try you know, losing weight, uh, focus, whatever it happens to be. He says, imagine that you're in a battle and you got, but the opposing general is always looking over your shoulder. Every, everything, every time you make a battle plan, the opposing general can see it before you even implement it, before you even hits the floor. He says, that's what your mind is. It, it doesn't, it's a, it's a willful child who knows what you plan to do to defeat it. And right. he says, that's a tricky thing to overcome. But right. he, had, he has some, some tools to do that, which are really amazing. Mm. Sounds like but, another book. I have a whole list yeah, of Yeah, well, actually, he, he has a, a course. His course is cool. He'll, um, it, it's like, okay, you go and, and he, he'll talk 
about something that's on video kind of stuff, and then he'll do it for a week for for, um, for five minutes a day, and then then we'll come back and we'll okay, do the next yeah. thing. So it's a very it, it's it's you work with it rather than have to read this whole book and then do stuff. It's mm -hmm. like okay, well, let's that's go, and do, go and do stuff. go and do this simple thing. Yeah, and it's really it's really kind of um, kind of fascinating that way. How do you define success? What's success for you? I think it's not like it's changed. So initially it was money. <laughs> yeah. You know, and now it's hope. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so if you look at yourself, so okay, I'm successful today. What does that mean? What does that mirror look like? It's funny that you're you're asking that question because I was just asked that maybe a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. from a member, and I realized at that time because. I'm, I'm that go big or go home, right? right. Success for me is like, we need we need this and we need that. And, mm -hmm. and then and he's like, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. You know, and he's like, You're, what, you, what do you have right now? Is like, what you have right now, is it successful? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's working. You know, people are coming in and mm -hmm. they're feeling loved and supported mm -hmm. and they're joining a community and... Mm -hmm. And it's and yeah, so mm -hmm. like I, our successes to me is just oh my gosh, I don't know how to explain it because I'm just I'm just seeing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm already successful mm -hmm. because I, I believe in that the decisions that I'm making are are, are working mm -hmm. and um, it's flowing and so that's successful. Mm -hmm. That is pretty powerful. Yeah. So it's Does a flow. that make sense? So you see success <laughs> rather than an end point. Success is a continual progress progression. Is that, yes. is that correct? Yes, I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to think more on that. Yeah. So it's not before it was like it had to be tangible. Yeah. And then now I'm again, I'm, I'm a yeah. very confused person right now, and I'm just like, I'm just leaving everything out in the open. <laughs> it sounds like you're going through a transition from yeah. okay, so monetary, physical things would would determine my value and would yeah. determine my success because exactly. I got more of these than you do, therefore yeah. I'm better than you. Yeah. Is that, yeah. that come to your mind yeah. that you, yeah. whoever's got more is better than the person that does, has less at one point, like not in your awareness state now, but at one point yeah, that would be Yeah, it was just like your... from the things that I had, like mm -hmm. that, you know, whether it be the house or the mm -hmm. car or the yeah. boat or, or whatever that may be and, mm -hmm. and all the friends and, and whatnot, but mm -hmm. then like then you lose everything and then it's yeah. like, yeah, what is success? So for me to be able to you know, be providing for my kids right now on mm -hmm. my own, like that's a success. Like to yeah. be able to stand behind my values and, and still be able to be making it, like that's a success. Like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> like there's just every day, there's little, little, everything to me mm -hmm. is a success. Like for me even to be alive, like, you know, like, yeah, I woke up. I'm just crazy person. Yes, I'm awake, I'm alive. Like today is a, it's gonna be a successful yeah. day. And I think yeah. if people will get more into mm -hmm. that mindset like yeah you just mm -hmm. start to wake up happy like mm -hmm. you know yeah it's it's a choice isn't it like yeah, it is a choice like anything uh, i think one of the guidelines I, I love quotes and i've got them all over the place in my mind um is that you you choose the situation happens and you can't control the situations that arrive mm -hmm. you know a house falls on top of you you mm -hmm. sure glad that it happened to fall where you know through the door kind of thing mm -hmm. um, but you do get to choose how you can react to it which boils down to yeah. am i going to be happy or sad today yeah, now like that situation doesn't define who you are yeah. it's you to decide yeah. yeah what you do next defines yeah. who you are yeah. and and so the i think one of the ones that the guy was telling about how many muscles it takes to smile like things like 10 and it takes 155 to frown <laughs> 
Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of work to frown. Like yeah. you've really got to yeah. got to work at. Well, and I'm trying to. I don't want to get any more Botox. So I'm just trying to uplift my face myself. <laughs> I photographed a girl who came with. I didn't know she came with Botox. That it just took a while, and, and I had no idea, right? Yeah. And so she had to look at, at a mirror and physically adjust her mouth to the smile. Oh my and then I would photograph it, but she had no idea if she was still smiling. So she started to <laughs> oh, droop. No. I'd have to tell her so she could go and put it back up again. Oh was, my gosh. Oh, you have so many interesting stories. Yes, we have a lot. I always lead with my photograph that's in outer space. And so, (laughs) yes, I got photographs in outer space. So my clients go, yeah, you're in a space adventure. Other people say, no, you're a space cadet. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of works. Do you think people understand you? I don't know. I don't even understand myself, Mark. (laughs) No, but when you start to communicate yourself that you, you get... Uh, that's because they're tribing. Do you think there's people outside that they just don't kind of get you and do you care? I don't care anymore. Yeah? No, I used to. And I'm still, that's, I'm working on that too. <laughs> but always just, you know, trying to adapt to appease everybody mm-hmm. else, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm yeah. like, I don't care. I'm just, I am who I am. Love mm-hmm. me for what I'm worth. And if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. You're just... Mm-hmm. I, I can find somebody that will. <laughs> <laughs> moving along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have time for that. <laughs> you're the wrong conveyor belt. I'll just I'll wave goodbye to you as you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been really fascinating. It's been, it's been a, you're a very interesting person, of course, is what I'm looking for. What do you do when people disagree with you? Um... I try to just explain sort of mm-hmm. my reasoning. I'm more or less mm-hmm. curious to know mm-hmm. their reasoning if mm-hmm. it's, you know, becoming that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just trying to find understanding. And before it would be, you know, not that it turn into an argument. I'm, I don't like confrontation. Right. I've took, taken so many like, conflict resolution courses. I've just, <laughs> I'm that person that just runs away from that. But, um, yeah, I, I just... If you if I if we can't come to an agreement, mm-hmm. then it's just it is what mm-hmm. it is. And as long as you're not projecting yourself onto me, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I just love everybody. Mm-hmm. Like as long as you're not hurting or, you know, we can have different values mm-hmm. and different opinions, and we can still mm-hmm. get along. Like right. We can still respect one another. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember your question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you have the skill of avoidance down to a science. Yeah. <laughs> Politicians are like that. Politicians are like that. Like I, uh, I, I think somebody asked one time. They asked a question. I guess they never asked me my question. Yeah, it's a stupid question, and I thought my my question. Yeah, I thought the question I was answering was better. Great. So <laughs> That's about it, yeah. yeah. So I can see you being a politician in your future. Oh gosh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do anything in regards to politics. No. Actually, politics at its core, I think, is. Um, is leading and convincing people and listening to people yeah. like a true politician is. And that's one of the things I think is, is missing in a lot of ways is that the ability to understand another person's position mm-hmm. and and say, well, okay, well, you know, the whole phrase, well, I guess we disagree, disagree, I think we agree to disagree, I think that's, and you should be able to set aside and say, okay, so where are you coming from? How did you arrive at that opinion? Like what's, yeah. you know, what's kind of backing it up? Uh, you can walk away saying, well, you know, my job wasn't to convince you that you're wrong, but my job was kind of find out from our discourse, but especially yeah. say down in the States where there's there's no middle ground, it's like either right. with us, you're against us kind of thing. And, yeah. yeah. And that's pretty kind of kind of a scary type of deal yeah well, and I've never been that person either like some people it's like my way or the highway and I just I don't 
I don't operate like in that. It's just, I just want to understand, mm-hmm. like I just, what's going on in your head that's different from my head. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just love meeting every, all these new people because everybody has so many different, you know, things to offer. It brings unique flavors to the conversations yeah. and, and the perspectives. Yeah. And I think the more perspectives a person is engaged with, um, the more tolerant they become because they start to just understand the perspectives and the value behind some of them mm-hmm. and kind of get into it. Absolutely. So it's been neat. Yeah. I can't believe our time is pretty much up, actually, kind of over time, but that's okay. Oh. Um, the tribe she talks about, we'll have that in the notes or community that if you want to kind of get into, along with any links to her websites, other ways you can reach out and, and poke her and see if she does indeed find <laughs> comp- compassion in that in that <laughs> process. Um, if we get a chance to photograph her and her kids, you'll have to see them there the most darn little creatures you've ever seen. They are precocious. <laughs> and I think they're going to probably change the world in some way because they are That's <laughs> full what I of light. Putting out. That's full what I, light. I want. Yeah. Uh, we've been speaking to Kanisha May. That's uh, MAI, I think, as I recall correctly. MEI, it's um, Chinese, Chinese for beautiful. Chinese for beautiful. That's my Chinese name, yeah. Oh, sweet. I, um, a little bit of a side. Years ago, I was, I take dad's out in the newspaper, right? And so the salesman came to us and he said, Do you want to advertise in Chinese Times? We'll do a free conversion for you. Like, you won't have to read black. And I said, That's great. Because not thinking this through. So I said, Yeah, so that's a, no one's doing that. He says, Yeah, no one's marketing. So I had this full page ad because, you know, he's, he was, wasn't that expensive. And, and he, he had my whole offer in Chinese. It looked really cool. <laughs> and I arrived to my hands and two things dawned on me at that point. The first thing was, I have no idea what it actually says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this stupid white guy, we're taking his money, feel good about that. I have no idea what it says. <laughs> the second thing was, if they can't read English, then I'll have to have an interpreter when I do their photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it didn't work out. <laughs> so, so I was kind of hoping the phone would ring, then what happens if it does? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah, so that was, I'm sorry, yeah. It's, uh, anyways, we sort of diversed on there. But anyways, you'll yeah. be able to find all about her and her bio and connections to her. It's been great. Um, this Thank is, you for having me. Oh, it's been such a delight. I'm Mark Laurie with Inner Spirit Photography, and today, of course, with Fascinating Women. If you're looking to discover yourself, um, take a look at our stuff at innerspiritphoto.com. We have a way to get into your soul and put it on film. Actually, it shows my age on digital material. <laughs> <laughs> um, so glad to have you here today, and we will talk soon. Sounds good, Mark. Thank you. This has been Fascinating Women with Mark Laurie. Join us on our website and subscribe at fascinatingwomen.ca. Fascinating Women has been sponsored by Inner Spirit Photography of Calgary, Alberta and is produced in Calgary by Lee Ellis and My Office Media.